0: Taking her. They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask! Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, caucus Why? Do I need a reason?
1: I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all.
0: Operator, this is an emergency. <laughs> I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children.
1: All of us. Here we are, part three of Legacy Week, Halloween three, season of the witch. We are, uh, we're now in the uh, home stretch of Legacy Week with episode three. Episode one, we had Greg from Neon Brainiacs on talking this fantastic film, and then in episode two, we had one Mister Lou Smith of Burger Krieg Productions slash Nine Vote Short. And uh, he talked about it with us too, and it's been a blast. And of course we have our, our regulars, our, our infamous Tyler brothers, Mr. Eric and Brian here to discuss Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982, a very polarizing film as we've talked about in the prior two episodes, but there's, uh, there's enough meat on the bone where... We got more to talk about, and that's why we're here for part three of Legacy Week, Halloween 3, Season of The Witch. Gentlemen, when was the first time you both saw this film?
0: Go ahead, BT. 1998 was the first year I saw it. I bought... It was the year that Halloween H2O was coming out, obviously, right? And I wanted to see... Somehow it... Eric, how did we know that you only had to see the first two to see H2O? There was no internet to tell us that. I don't know. But we, like, knew. Did dad. I feel like. I'm just going to say dad pieced it together and told us. That.
2: <laughs> it could have been dad who pieced it together. Maybe yeah. he was. Uh, dad
1: is a diehard Halloween fan. A little shot in the dark from old Chris Tyler. I Eric, like it. Yeah. So,
0: at the state fair, I found. Um, three-pack vhs set that halloween halloween 2 halloween 3 so that's how i first saw them and when i watched halloween am i just supposed to say when i first saw it and nothing else or like describe it
1: how i how i felt when i saw it well was that the first time you saw it as well eric did you see it before
2: no, I think it was a that ninety eight. It sounds right around the first time we would have seen. It, would have seen it. I think I saw it
0: the first time seeing it was with Brian. Yeah, that yeah, it was for all of us. So all Except right. My dad. So
1: what was the uh, what was the opinion on it? Were you off put by it? Did you did you like it? Did you not like it? Well, what was the deal for you two?
0: There was no liking it or not liking it for me. I was just like I didn't know what I was watching. I only saw horror movies that, um, well. I'd seen some Stephen King, I'd seen it Silver Bullet, but I was very much into slasher movies at the time. That's why I was so excited about Halloween H2O and I I loved the first two movies.
2: Why why don't you tell everyone how old you were in nineteen ninety eight?
0: Um I was going to turn I was going to turn ten.
2: You sick fuck.
0: Um Well, I'm not one of those weirdos that roots for the killer and wants everyone to die and is obsessed with You'd never rooted for Jason? No. Those were good kids. They were... All they did was have sex with each other.
1: And they smoked the dope.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that.
1: Well... Anyway.
0: Unless you're straight edge. Anyway. Where was... Why did... Why the fuck would you distract me when I'm talking? Well... Okay, Get back on
1: track. Fucking Camp Crystal Lake fucking... So,
0: Halloween 3, I was watching it, I didn't know what was going on the entire time, because I didn't know what was happening, really, I was so confused, I didn't know uh, who these guys were that were chasing this dude, um, I didn't know anything, except I did see the witch on the cover, and I thought that face was gonna pop up at some point.
1: Thought that was gonna be the,
0: uh, antagonist? i don't know what i thought but i was kind of honestly i'm gonna admit this i was kind of scared of that face and i'm like that's gonna be a scary scene but still somehow i thought it was gonna connect back to michael myers and i remember saying when they were visiting the toy factory i'm like michael myers is gonna be like behind all of this somehow because i was like a dumb nine year old kid eric like already figured this has nothing to do with michael myers you know that right, Brian. <laughs> And <laughs> so I I can't say I liked it or disliked it. I just ended the movie very confused. I wish I could have seen it for the first time a little bit older because I know I would
1: have appreciated it so much more. What about you, Eric? Where did you like it dislike it? Were you indifferent like Brian?
2: I think at first like yeah maybe I was a little bit indifferent. like I think like obviously being I was you know young I was just turning becoming a teenager so uh i was really pumped on michael myers at that time so i was a little upset that michael myers wasn't in and i guess i was confused about that and obviously at that time everything wasn't as accessible as it is now to look up and figure out why or, or to know why
1: but uh, right
2: at first i was indifferent but uh i enjoyed the movie for sure um but yeah i mean i think my uh, my first kind of like brian my going into it we we kind of we, we were flying blind a little bit so
0: yeah, because we didn't um, really didn't like know
2: what, what to expect.
0: Read what the movie was about or anything. And at the time, a sequel that had nothing to do with the original, like, wasn't anything we've ever heard of.
1: Brian, when when Atkins sucked on the boob, did that were you like, Yeah, I don't want to do that, but I do like that mustache on Chalice <laughs> I can't
0: I can't remember how I felt.
1: A little booby sucking. During that
0: scene. I remember I thought I saw boobs though, and when you watch it now, you only you really don't see anything.
2: Yeah, they don't they don't show the uh, maybe
0: like half a second of side boob. I thought I saw tits. What I do you remember think was going that. through Tommy's
2: Tommy's mind during that scene?
1: Hmm. Probably wasn't much going through. Must have
2: been just like, "This is great. I'm getting paid for this."
1: Well, yeah, there wasn't much going on on the. Uh, the, uh, the North Head, but the South Head probably had a lot of fucking thoughts. Yeah. Sorry about that,
2: sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry, that was, I was trying to be... Uh, no, I like it. On, so.
1: Uh, so what... You know, this film comes out... You know, we've covered it in the first two episodes, but it's so interesting to get multiple opinions on it. You know, do you think the biggest... So, talking with, uh, with Lou on the last episode you know, we said, you know, the movie, even if you had, I mean, I think the movie was ahead of its time. I think it's still ahead of its time. But do you think that maybe the film would have suffered regardless of it having Halloween three on the title, having Halloween, you know, the franchise tag on the film itself? But do you think the, the, the story and the elements in the story it was going to be an uphill battle no matter what? Or do you think if the Halloween name was not on this film, do you think it would have been an easier swallow? Because I do feel like it's one of those films that has so much going on that it may have suffered a similar fate had it not even had the Halloween title on it.
0: I agree with that. I, because I, in the behind the scenes, they even said like, I, you know, it might've done better if it didn't have Halloween three on it. I'm like, I don't think so. I think like that's, People just wouldn't have wanted to go I, see that something like that. Like, I think that's
1: the go to for people why they didn't. Well, you I think know. it'd still be a cult classic. Well, how many? Like
2: how many people? How many people went to the theater be just because today, of me? regardless?
0: Well,
1: that's, that's the that's the whole thing. So many people probably went and saw it because this film actually did well. But I mean, there wasn't. You know, we live in a social media age where you had instant. You could find out immediately. You know, it was circling the net that Michael Myers wasn't in the film. I think I think that as much as I think it may have been a confusing film if it was just called Season of the Witch I think though so many people had uh, high hopes for Michael Myers but I also think that all you know Tommy Lee Wallace John Carpenter because John Carpenter wanted to spin off this the second film wanted he wanted the, to be a spin off they didn't want that Carp took the money and just shut up uh, and it just kind of went from there but you know do does this movie it suffered the same fate and i said this on the part two uh it suffered the same fate that friday the 13th part five a new beginning suffered three years later and i and i've said this you know so halloween 3 has all the elements of a 80s horror movie that people love has a halloween element has tom atkins has like just some goofy shit, uh, some cool effects.
0: Like half the Halloween family is involved. You got John Carpenter doing the score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Dean Cundy's doing the cinematography. So that that
2: right there should speak volumes. as Cundy John? Uh, John Carpenter
0: well, wrote a draft of the script. Um, but but that's what I'm producing. Like, but it,
1: but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. what do you do, you guys? So like the same thing happened with Friday Thirteenth Part Five, you know where. For, for Friday 5, you know, it has all the elements that you want a slasher movie of the time and specifically a Friday the 13th film to have. Great kills, high action, recognizable faces, at least a few. Uh, I just
0: think it's so stupid. I'm sorry. Um, you want to finish?
1: No, go ahead. Get to your point.
0: I just think... If you're enjoying Friday the 13th Part 5 for the first time, and then at the end you find out that Jason's not the
1: killer, and then you're like, oh, sh- the whole movie sucks. Well, ending endings control opinions, unfortunately.
0: Well, I can see it's that true. in some cases, but it's not like it came out of left field. It was hinted throughout the whole m- movie that the killer could kind of be anyone. And Jason's dead, and they said Jason was cremated in that movie. So they would have had to. For me, I would have needed a good
1: excuse for Jason to be walking around again. Well, oh yeah, exactly. But the whole thing is, the Jason like it was what I'm. What I'm getting at is the Michael Myers character was so big and so people craved that character mm. so much that. It was, it was a gut punch when you're like, oh my God, this whole fucking movie, I was waiting for Michael Myers to come out and he isn't even, he isn't even a part of it. Same thing with, with, uh, Friday the 13th five, you know, oh, this whole fucking movie and then Jason wasn't even the killer was a copycat killer. Jason wasn't even in the film and it becomes this like instinctual, like instant reaction to hate the film based on it missing that character be it michael myers or jason in the friday the 13th case that it becomes this instant visceral hatred towards a film that doesn't necessarily garner properly the the hatred that it 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 receives right and
0: i'd just like to say to anyone that got an hour into halloween three and expected michael myers to show up you're an idiot (laughs) and it's okay cuz i was <laughs> an idiot too but did well, we technically we did show
1: up but on a screen right, breaking the fourth yeah, wall yeah, right yeah. how come why
0: wouldn't we have all figured it out when we saw the trailer for halloween playing in the movie like
1: <laughs> i it, think it
0: pretty much tells you you're not going to see michael myers in this movie cuz he's a character in a movie i uh,
1: well, i think i had the benefit of time because i knew that michael myers was not in the third film by the time i watched the third film yeah so I, ne- I didn't have to deal with, where the fuck's Mikey? And then he wasn't there. So it didn't affect me the way it probably affected audiences. And then, you know, word of mouth, like, oh yeah, like you don't want to go see Halloween 3. He- Michael Myers isn't even in it. It's a fucking weird movie. There's a fucking the, the, a Celtic fucking Halloween shit. The fucking goddamn company is fucking some Irish company. Like, you know, they don't even know what to fucking even say. Like, Stonehenge is evolved, There's androids. There's a fucking goddamn spiders crawling out of fucking mouths. You're making me Snakes. want to watch it
2: right now. Spiders.
1: So. I, I mean,
0: here's the thing, too. And this is what I'll say about people who. I just looked at my notes. This has nothing to do with anything in my notes. And I lost my train of thought.
1: So, go on. So, it's. It's. Like we said, though, it has all the elements that you would want an '80s horror movie to have from the time. It's got Tom Atkins. Atkins is hot to trot off from the the Fog Creep show. He does the same year. You know, he he is you know a genre darling by that time. We got Carp as BT said. Carp's <laughs> back doing the composition, and I think I think carpenters along with uh, Alan. Um, how with yeah. How with yeah uh along with him the score might be one of Carp's best works for Halloween 3 Yeah
2: so I think really... the I think the the, sound, the score definitely I mean like you said it helps with everything about that movie like you talk about how but, that it, it has everything and I think that's just another key piece to it I think I think it's uh it has Carp, obviously he didn't direct it, but it has his hands all over it as well. And it very, if and you the score if, is great.
1: I mean, as with every Carp movie, whenever Carp does the score, it, it's always memorable. But, and, uh, you know, we made the, in the last episode, uh, Lou and I made the comparison. This is very, they live very much resembles a lot of things in this film.
2: It's funny you say that because I showed my wife this last night and she asked me like halfway through or, or towards the end she said what came out first this or they live and i said well you know this came out uh, first and she said, "It's like it's very similar do you I think guess i never there's nothing i never really put i mean obviously they're similar but i never i guess i never put that together
1: do you think carp before. took inspiration from this film and it kind of morphed around possibly the idea of they live
2: I'm sure, definitely elements of it, right? I mean, because he he yeah. helped write this uh, this movie, right? So, he I mean,
1: wrote a draft.
2: Yeah, he wrote like a, an initial draft of it. I know. So I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's maybe ideas he had for this that maybe didn't make it into this that he brought over to they live possibly.
1: Now, Tommy Lee Wallace, the writer and director. He, you know, he had worked with Carp on The Fog. He he was he had a role in that. He was uncredited in, in a scene as Michael Myers in the original Halloween. He worked on. Uh, he was a set decorator on Assault and Precinct Thirteen. So Tommy Lee Wallace had a, a close relationship with Carp. Uh, do we know if Carp, uh, you know, talked to him and wanted him to do it? Did the studio select him? Because I feel like I feel like it, it may may have gotten Carp's blessing for Tommy Lee Wallace think, to do um,
2: this. Yeah, well, I think like for the special features and stuff. I think Tommy Lee Wallace mentions that uh, like Deborah Hill reached out to him
1: That's and not, basically yeah, that sounds said, about they right. said that
2: they said they were going to do a Halloween three and 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 they wanted him to uh, to to direct it. I guess so.
0: They wanted him originally what eric said is true they but i just want to throw in they originally wanted him to direct halloween 2 as well but he turned it down i remember that yeah he just oh, wasn't that's right, yeah. interested in making a sequel to halloween yeah he doesn't seem to like slasher movies very much um but when he found out that this one would have he could do basically whatever he wanted with it he obviously jumped right on
2: and i think he was like i think they mentioned Uh, I can't remember if it's not Atkins, but somebody mentions maybe when they were reading for the part. I think it was maybe uh, Stacy Nelkin there uh, who played Ellie. She mentioned that Carpenter was in the room when when she uh, auditioned for the role. So he must have, yeah, it seems like he was a part of a lot of it.
1: Hmm. Has Carp ever came out and gave his opinions on the film? Because has Carp ever talked about Halloween 3? Because I feel like I haven't really heard him talk about Halloween 3 at all.
0: I think he, I think I saw an interview when the new one was Halloween 2018 was coming out where he did uh, say he really liked it and thinks it holds up. Now, I can't give you a source or like a definite like Well, I can't give you an exact quote or a source, but I am like almost 100% sure that that's what I read.
1: I definitely want to dig into that. I'd like to hear more of his thoughts on, on the film because that was his initial idea to spin the series off now do you think i personally think it would have been a much more interesting series if and and don't get me wrong i i I think curse of michael myers is cool i like h2o a lot um but the rest of the films aside from the first two and the ones i just mentioned it could disappear and and i probably wouldn't be affected by it much but do you and i and i do like halloween four. uh even given it all of its flaws. Uh, but do you guys think it would have been interesting to get a different spinoff film for every Halloween film after one, three, like, let's say three w- was successful and people bought into the fucking, the, the Celtic fucking celebration of Stonehenge occultism with fucking laser beams and androids and fucking Halloween mass fucking devouring fucking kids faces. Uh, let's say that whole fucking idea just sold like craft work. Uh, and they did that, you know, did a Halloween 4 was another spinoff of another idea. It, it, the idea Carp had initially was to do an anthology, but doing it across a bunch of movies and not do it, you know. It, and th- th- it would have been interesting because you have the Halloween tie in by having it on the television, obviously. And it, it would have been cool to see them all tied in. Over the course of several different films, but I think initially the idea was to do the spinoff after Halloween, but they were they were you know eighty one. You're I think they filmed in eighty, but they were the 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 fandom for Halloween. People just demanded Michael Myers again, so we got him in the second one. So, I never... Yeah, I
2: mean, I think they i don't know like obviously uh maybe they didn't realize the weight of uh the popularity i guess of what the character the shape of michael myers would be so so your question is saying like you what like if they if halloween 3 did great things like after that like continuing with the anthology
1: yeah do you think do you think that 'Cause I think it me personally, I think it would have been cool for a Halloween four to be another weird story like that, and then a Halloween five be another weird story like that. And then in the nineties, you do fucking Halloween six and then you bring back Michael Myers after all that time. I think that would have been a better a better run at it.
2: That's an interesting idea for sure. I mean like you said, I mean I mean I know that we all like all the Halloween movies, but the some of the middle movies aren't beloved by a lot of people, so it would have been interesting to continue that anthology and then obviously the the weight of the return of Michael Myers probably would have meant a lot more, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you guys think that what what about you, Brian? Do you think it would have been cool for them to do it, let's say Halloween three was successful. Do you think it would have been they they might have went in and, and did more spinoffs and done a different film each time had this been successful but because i think it flopped when they came back with four they said yeah we're bringing michael myers back because that's the that's the golden ticket
0: yeah um it definitely would have been interesting and i'm sure i'd still love the franchise and there'd be like a lot of crazy uh movies to come out of that but do i is that what i would have preferred i i personally think everything worked out exactly the way it should have as things do in the world. <laughs> I, uh, well, I'm... This is coming from... I'm a, I am love Halloween 4. Halloween 5 is a guilty pleasure. I mean, it has Tina in it.
1: Um, <laughs> Listen, but that... With you saying that you love Halloween 5, which, I mean, honestly, you might be the only person I've ever heard say, I love Halloween 5. I said I love Halloween 4. Okay. I said
0: Halloween Five is a guilty pleasure.
1: Okay. But I don't okay, but feel Halloween guilty about shirt. it. I'll
0: say that guilty pleasure is just uh, a phrase, but I don't feel guilty about it. I love that I I have the soft spot for Halloween Five, and it's the only movie that has Wendy Foxworth as Tina. Do you think it's
1: odd though that people this is people's go to shitty Halloween movie when Five is in the franchise sitting right there? That what is. That people consider Halloween 3 to be the turd. Oh, absolutely. In in actuality, Halloween 5 is the turd.
0: Absolutely. Here's two things I hate. There's a lot of things I hate in the horror community. Like stuff that you hear being said at conventions, stuff that you see online.
1: Straight man and Sean Whalen. That's who you hate.
0: I don't hate Sean Whalen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That'll um, be 20. That'll be a second. Okay, Jesse, while I talk. Um, (laughs) Halloween 3, when people say Halloween 3 would be good if it wasn't called Halloween 3, you rate a movie by what the title is, really? When people say Halloween 3 would be better if Michael Myers was in it, like, you really think that Halloween Resurrection is better than Halloween 3? You really think, I'm gonna even you know, I love Halloween 5. You think Halloween 5 is better than Halloween 3? Because Mike because there's a guy in a white mask like watching people and, and walking up and killing them? <laughs> like <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I just said I love those movies, but Halloween three has a lot to offer and it whether you like it or not, it belongs in the franchise and it is a part of the franchise and it will stay there forever. Do you do you find it
1: funny though that that people don't don't aim out part don't, 3 Don't don't
0: don't did any of those cancel each other out or no. is it just one don't No, it's okay. just
1: it's just one. Sorry, I All was right. stuttering like your fucking boy Sleepy Joe. All right, so start over. Uh, <laughs>
0: Jesus BT. No, yeah, I'm sorry. BT's I,
1: got I, some snark on his ass. I All that fucking sleep in this fucking Hawthorne Heights hair is getting to him.
0: <laughs> I didn't get any sleep last night.
1: Motherfuckers is about ready to finally equal vision records as we speak. Uh, so oh, what were we oh, talking oh,
0: about? It's here.
1: What? What were we talking about? I fucking forgot. You fucking when... got me all sidetracked <laughs> with your fucking goddamn I... swoop-ass haircut.
0: I know, you really... I, I'm sorry, that was rude. I
1: I. I am sorry. Um. <laughs>
0: you just made fun of me for stuttering? You're the stutter king. You're Jonathan Brandis in It. Hey. Think about
1: it. So what's that mean? I'm gonna fucking kill myself?
2: Jesus.
0: Does he kill himself in It? Hey! I apologize to the LGBT community. Explain
2: <laughs> yourself now. Explain your background so we don't get backlash for that.
0: No, you shouldn't <laughs> even say that on a podcast if you are gay. And I am gay, but that is no excuse. <laughs> that is no excuse. We, we, we... <laughs>
1: The game, the gay man dropped the f bomb, not us. I am
0: supposed to be this podcast. I'm supposed to be Heart God Media's voice of reason.
2: His uh, Instagram is Brian the Reckless,
0: just so you know. Hey, we just got some reckless fucking behavior right now.
2: Jesus. Well, moving
0: on from that, um, you were saying something. Do I think that if they this is going don't. off the rails? Quick. All I remember is the word "don't." Um... And what I was talking about right before that was um, that Halloween three belongs in this franchise, whether you like it or not. That's what I said. And then yeah, what
1: it is. I can't. I can't wait for people to listen to this, and when they hear you drop the f bomb, everyone go, "Oh!" Listen,
0: I took that word because people used to call me a faggot, and
1: I want their names and their phone numbers.
0: Well, Jesse, you want your
1: name and your phone number? <laughs> I never called you the f word. <laughs> yeah, you have.
0: <laughs> I, I never th- took it personally
1: what did i ever call you that not out of love so you also once bought me a stand by me shirt and it said <laughs> it said something with the f word and the little note that you made them write, all from das bootleg what are you talking about i have it. hold on hold on we're gonna find this right now as we speak okay on this podcast. well while he's finding it
0: i do have like random notes that i'm never gonna be able to work in like um, work, work them in now yeah um for anybody that you know there were two other podcasts on this i'm sure someone's mentioned it but matey norman who plays the nurse that uh tom atkins hits on early in the movie she's the one who who sees the android killing harry there she is from whatever happened to baby jane she played the maid joan crawford's maid (laughs) no i doubt anyone that listens to this podcast knows what i'm talking about
1: i appreciate this information keep rattling
0: yeah so that was a nice little connection to another horror classic horror film from 20 years before um and i just want to give my appreciation to charlie the bartender (laughs) <laughs> he had a great line and i love the way he said it but i didn't write down the line and now i don't remember it halloween spirit something about halloween spe- was he in anything else uh, you know that we're familiar with i didn't look up the actor i just wanted to know him as charlie the bartender um we're, we can look that up charlie the bartender thank you uh, the town Santa Mira—that's a, a a reference to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, because it was the same town in that. Yep. Nineteen fifty-six. Um, I love how Tom Atkins pronounces Halloween. Halloween. Um, Halloween. I want to say how much I love the the Kupfer family and Marge Gutman. Very cartoonish characters that look like they walked out of. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I would have ri- That's something I would have done at the time. That that's cool that I bought you a stand by me. Right? Yes, I still have it. And what? Oh, what do you guys think about Ellie being a robot at the end? Do you think she was a robot the whole time? Do you think they killed her and replaced her with a robot?
1: Yes, I think they killed her and replaced her with the and android.
0: Think they replaced her body parts with robot parts or? I, I wonder when they started work on that robot, though, because that'll happen very quick. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, that, that's an interesting. See, you can't think that hard into it, because when I know. when you do it, you got to start yeah, justifying you, a lot of things. Yeah, when you
2: start to question things too much in it, you really go off
0: the rails. Well, I know, because in the behind-the-scenes Halloween 3 special features, someone, they show someone asked Tom Mealy-Wallace that at a screening, and he said he doesn't know, so he's the one who wrote the movie.
2: It's not good if the director doesn't know. So I guess it comes down
0: to, to what you personally want to believe. I I do think that they just ripped her body parts out and replaced them with robot parts. So Are looking they at with you?
2: looking up Charlie, which I didn't get to, but I didn't realize this, and I feel stupid if you guys knew, but the when they announced the curfew... That's apparently Jamie Lee Curtis's voice. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, she did the voiceover. Yeah,
0: yeah. Why that's did I not thing. know that? So many people from Halloween were involved in this movie, in, in big or little. Ways. That's why
1: I'm saying it would have been so cool for them to keep spinning off. It had this done, uh, you know, had, had this been fan accepted, and to get these like cameos throughout the entire, like uh, throughout all the spinoffs. I feel like it would have been really cool to see. I mean, it's cool enough to see it in this film, but I regardless. agree, though it
2: would, it would. It, like if they came up with different stories, and you had like, yeah, like some of the same actors and actresses coming in and out, like playing different characters, that would have been that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot you could have done. That would have, and it would have been really cool, but we don't live in that world, unfortunately.
1: We absolutely uh, do not. But um, so this, uh, so uh, in a, on a panel that Tommy Lee Wallace did, someone asked him and wanted hit him with the the hard hitting question and said. You know, with the Stonehenge thing and, and the laser beams and the androids and, you know, the corrupt, uh, you know, silver shamrock novelties with the masks and, and everything. How, like, can you explain the correlation between it all and sum the movie up, you know? And he just kind of sits there and he goes, it's magic, man. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's it's true.
1: And I like that he I like that he doesn't because I think as soon as you start defining things and defining movies that one aren't meant to be defined, but two if once you define certain movies, and made, I made the the comparison to Donnie Darko uh, as well on episode two, uh, you know you as soon as you start giving def- definite answers, you then paint yourself into a corner and you give def- you give a definite answer that. There's no more thought behind it. You know what it is. Now, this movie is easy to revisit because you can always think of different things and, like, what it means and what the connection is with certain parts of the story. I mean, it's very similar to Donnie Darko. You can watch Donnie Darko over and over and over again, and you can still not have all the answers. You could still think, and you're still watching it, and you could still think of new things. So the movie stays fresh because... There's all kinds of new ideas coming in every time you watch it. And that, that, I feel that with Halloween 3. What are you fucking giggling about?
0: I never... Nothing. Everything you're saying is great. And it makes perfect sense. I just never thought that I would hear Halloween 3, like, compared to Donnie Darko. But the way you did it was very smart. So Thank I wasn't you. laughing at you. Okay.
1: Well, you were fucking belly laughing over here like someone fucking showed you Porky's 2 for the first time. <laughs>
0: I've never seen any of the Porky's.
1: That's a shame. <laughs> As a gay man that drops the F-bomb on the Heart Guy Media podcast, now I'm going to have to put a disclaimer up <laughs> so people don't hear it immediately, shut it off, and they're like, these goddamn sons
0: of bitches. We grew up in Canastota in the mid-2000s. We didn't have the vocabulary to not use that word.
1: I think a lot of people were using it even ten years ago, pretty freely. <laughs> I know people are still
0: using it, and
1: uh, regardless, we're back on the tracks now. Yeah, at least we're, we're not. We're we're moving on from that. So I guess if you know, where do you, where do you guys rate this within the horror? The and that's the whole thing too. Is this movie's early in the eighties? Yeah. So it's ahead of its time. on on many different levels, I don't think that the 80s horror audience was was ready for this, especially coming off two brutal slashers that are Halloween and Halloween 2. So to get this weird fucking like almost like science fiction Halloween movie with no Michael Myers, I understand what a system shock it is, but... Do you think? Where do you think this rates? Like, if if you're telling people, if you're gonna give people, let's say you give people ten to fifteen movies to check out in from the nineteen eighties, are you throwing Halloween three in there? Wow, I don't know. I never give people ten to. 15 Oh, well, I'm just movies saying. To... I, obviously not, but
0: <laughs>
2: that's I, a good question. I mean, there's so many, so many great movies. Probably. I mean, I'd say I probably would, to be honest with you, just because of, I mean, because I love it, but also like what it means and like it's in, the, you know, because it's in the, the franchise of Halloween, but it's a completely different, you know, story and all that, all the weight that comes with it too, as well. You know, I feel like it's, if it makes sense, I feel like it's notorious. You know what I mean? Like, Oh,
1: I, no, 100% I, is.
2: It has, like, this stigma to it. And so, you know, there's people who love it and people hate it. There's some people out there who say it's the best Halloween movie. I mean, those people are crazy. But uh, if you're looking at it from a standalone...
1: I think it's the best Halloween sequel. Without being a direct sequel. Uh,
2: I I think this is an...
1: I think this is an easier watch than the rest of the halloween sequels i've definitely revisited this more than i've revisited eh, maybe not maybe maybe about the i'd say about the same as about the same as like h2o might be my most revisited halloween sequel but i'd say halloween 3 is up there
2: i mean it's definitely up there but is it my most revisited i don't know that's it's an interesting question for sure i mean it's definitely better than some of the other sequels, for sure. But yes. when it comes to like the, you know, what, like you said, fifteen movies to the 8th, I, I think I would probably include this one. I mean, I like I said for all the reasons I said. But
1: I honestly you guys? think if, you guys? if I was showing, if I was going to show someone the Halloween, like if I found someone, I don't know, if I kidnapped them, and I was just like, hey, we might as well get to know each other. I'm holding you hostage. I'm going to show you the Halloween franchise. You ever seen it? And they say no. I would show them the first Halloween first, and then I would show them three, and then I would show them two.
2: That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I could see that for sure.
0: Why would you? Why would you break that up like that? Two picks up right where one left off.
1: Yeah, but then you get to revisit one while picking up, or you get to revisit, uh, or you get to see two. But in between, you know, that happening, I don't know. I think it would be cool, me oh, okay. personally.
0: You have a twisted brain, Jesse, but it works. It works. Thank you. What was the question? Am I being asked a question? Yes.
1: I I asked it. Would you put this in? You know, if someone. Oh yeah, the the same question. Okay, yeah.
0: I'm gonna just jump on the bandwagon and say yes because everyone else gave. Good reasons. but that I if you had to give someone
1: a Tom Atkins, one Tom Atkins movie, you probably wouldn't give him this one though. You'd probably give him Night of the Creeps, right? Yeah, I mean, my
0: favorite movie that he's in is The Fog, but that's really, not, yeah, that's like one, my favorite. It could be my favorite horror film of all time. Of all time, really? Yeah, there's just I just there's something about that movie. Do you, you think you
1: so you like it more than Night of the Creeps? Yeah, nice.
0: Um, but Night of the Night of the Creeps is like a Tom Atkins movie, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And Halloween three is a Tom Atkins movie. But the Fog and Halloween three are both movies where he sleeps with a much younger woman right pretty much right after meeting her. And in the fog after they sleep together, he asks her how old she is. Right or no, in the fog he asks her a name. Yeah. Halloween three after they sleep together. He's like, Wait, how old are you? Tom Atkins was forty-seven in
1: nineteen eighty-two. Think about that. He was and fucking. He was fucking forty-seven. What, was he really forty-seven in eighty-two? Well, he would have
0: turned forty-seven in eighty-two. That's I'm just gonna fucking say nuts. Forty-seven and Ellie Corn. No, Ellie. No, Stacy Nelkin. I don't
1: even think I'm going to make it to fifty-six. Atkins fucking died. Yeah, or I, I would. I would. I'm going to be dead by the time I would be Atkins' age when he filmed fucking none Actus of the creeps in, and
2: actress was born in
1: 1935 jesus and, fucking
0: uh, christ and stacy nelkin was born in 59 she would have turned 23 that year
1: and i mean that's not a bad age difference 47 and 23 that's legal beagle yeah i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i'm just saying w-
0: None of us are going to be able to do that if we wanted to. At the yeah, match. it's a Seinfeld Wait, so thing. Not that there's anything know? wrong with that. I'm dumb. Um. So I and I just want to say that He's Jamie Lee Curtis was born
2: in November 1935.
1: Yeah. So Atkins was 30 or 46 when he was filming it. Then. Good for him damn good for him and that was like I mean at least for us he getting was a probably little, did
0: some rules before getting
1: a little BS a little boob suckage at his age shit our <laughs> twilight years are ahead my friend <laughs> but think about that Atkins was so four years later so Atkins was 50 years old when he fucking filmed Night of the Creeps that's fucking crazy
0: yeah, I mean... And he's
1: still alive! He's I'd still say, kicking! Well, he's I'd still he hot looked, to try.
0: He looked 50 in Night of the Creeps. Maybe. But he wears 50 well. He damn right. Yeah. I fuck, he wears um, 80 well. He, uh, yes. fucking
1: Well, now he's well, yeah, like near 90. Fat. 85 he is.
0: Isn't it cool how this movie, like, the main character that you're, like, rooting for is established as, like, this alcoholic doctor that goes to work drunk uh, Sexually harasses the
1: nurses. Um, isn't He's that great of just a dad? A
2: womanizer, just slapping asses. Yeah,
1: but this is like to... it was a different time then, though. No, no,
0: I think they, I think they wanted you to understand that you know that's not something a good person would do. But this is like an unlikely hero situation. Like,
1: you know what I mean? He's like. He's not the hero we wanted, but the hero we deserved.
0: He's the hero we needed. But I—he's the hero we got.
1: But I—I t- I take that back because he's exactly the hero. I or have maybe, known.
0: maybe he was supposed to be like a James Bond type person, and you were supposed to just think, "Man, this guy's awesome." Because, to be fair, there is a very—and I put this in my notes. There's a very James Bond-esque sequence where the villain has the hero in a trap. And he tells him his whole evil plan, and then he leaves him alone long enough for him to escape the trap. Yeah, that's true. He
2: puts a mask on, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That scene, and then he like escapes to event. That totally reminded me of like Goldfinger or something.
1: I would actually think it would be. I think it would be great if Atkins played Tom or or uh, James Bond in one of the films in like the eighties. I could just imagine him be like, Alright, come with me, money penny, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. And I, think- I don't give a fuck who's at the top. I
0: think-, <laughs> I think he was about the same age as the guy who was play- who played James Bond T in nineteen eighty five. T Dalt, right? No, not yet. T T was like young for a James Bond. Um but Oof. Roger Moore played James Bond up until he was like fifty eight. When did T Doll come in? He was right. He was after Roger Moore.
1: He oh, only okay. did two movies. Right. He's the he's my James Bond. I'm not a huge James Bond guy, but T. Dalt was my James Bond. What
0: movies were
1: he, was he in? I don't fucking know. He's just the only <laughs> James Bond I remember. Well, is besides it, Pierce Brosnan. Is it because of Jason Segel's
0: line man. and "I love you, man"? What? T. That's T. Dalton. That, yeah, man. yeah. I'm not going anywhere else with that. Okay,
1: actually. I didn't know. Uh, so I guess to, to tie a bow on legacy week, I have to ask you both. What do you think, you know, we're seeing the fandom come around now as years go by, we're seeing more companies do more Halloween three merch because it's in demand. We have gotten Blu-ray releases of, of this film that shout factory slash scream factory put out. There's more people talking about it. It's getting recognition. It's been a slow build for its fandom and its cult cult status. What do you guys think the legacy of Halloween 3 is now in 2020? What from where it started to where it is now? You know, where where is this film at as far as its legacy goes? Like what's the legacy in your and you, your perspective what is your what do you think the legacy of halloween 3 season of the witch is now i
0: think that it's like the unwanted stepchild that that you root. it's the underdog it's the underdog and i think at, you know at at this age we've we've seen these franchises go down well we don't necessarily dislike the movies but we see pretty much the same thing happened over and over again let's be honest and halloween 3 offers you something not just like different and it totally like crazy and unique and just am i making sense yeah yeah it's and tom atkins has become an icon so you know we have a tom atkins movie it's basically a John Carpenter movie. Tommy Lee Wallace directed it, but it's got
1: the, you know... It's got a Carpenter flair on it, for sure. It's
0: got all the John Carpenter feel, feels. And... I don't have a conclusion to what I'm saying. But I think you get the gist. I
1: do. Eric, what do you think the legacy of Halloween 3 is?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... At this point, for you know, for how long it's been, I think like like Brian piggybacking off a little bit what Brian said. Like, I think people now see it for what it is as almost you know, it's it's in the franchise, but it seeing it as a standalone film, an original story. Um, Atkins at this point has become, like you said, like an, an icon of the the genre, who's in who's been in, in so many amazing flicks, and uh, this has. You know even though michael myers and, and that storyline is not in it it has you know that the halloween crew all over it with the uh, with carpenter and deborah hill and and everybody else who's involved with it um i think like enough time has gone by where i think this movie is beloved i think people now in my opinion i feel like people people love this flick i, I mean uh, from what obviously everything you, you see and you hear from when it came out like how it bombed and it was only in theaters for a shorter period and people really wanted to see Michael Myers. But now, like I said, I, I just personally think that because of what it is. And like I said, like it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's notorious. Like, I think it's, it's important to, I think it's important to the genre, if that makes sense. Like, I think it has the Halloween label on it, but it's a great, I think it's great. It's a great film. I think it's an awesome story. I think the, uh, everything about it is really cool, like storyline with, I I just think it's a, it's a super original storyline. Yeah. It gets a little bit crazy, but like you said, like not everything needs to be explained, but I think, um, I think it's an important, it's an important horror flick. I think it's, it's something that everyone should see and and base, you know, get their own opinion about it. But I think it's, it's really important. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a great film and I think it's, uh, as it ages, I think it's just going to get more, uh, more and more people
1: who
0: love it so i have one more thing to say before you tie a bow on it let's hear it there's a a lot of notes that i had to leave out because they're kind of all over the place and crazy i just want to give some props to dan o'hurley who played connell cochran i thought he was great i thought he was fantastic
1: for sure he had like a really great like screen presence one hundred percent. I mean, he's a, he was a seasoned vet even you know then, so you know that mm. that shined through for sure in his monologue on, on the festival of Samhain. Beautifully done,
0: very creepy. I I I love him. Countless Cochran's scarier than Michael Myers
1: in some aspects for sure. But to to uh, to 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 conclude, I believe that Halloween three has. Stood the test of time, and I think Brian, you referred to it as a stepchild, and it's almost like a stepchild that the the stepfather, uh, and the stepfather in this case being the horror fans and and the fans of Halloween the franchise have uh, you know didn't didn't really like it, never really gave it the proper amount of dessert that it deserved, and the the child slowly worked for its affection. Back into the horror community, and it's since gotten, you know, you know, the horror community playing the stepfather has since said, you know what, I thought you were just an ugly, annoying little fucker that just kind of just didn't do, didn't, didn't fulfill the need as my child at the time, but you've worked for my affection and you've gained it, and I respect you now, and there is love there for you as twisted and as fucking ugly as you were perceived when you first arrived, you are now part of the family. And I think that is the legacy of Halloween 3, and I think more people are discovering it, more people are giving it a chance. We're seeing more merch made, we're seeing enamel pins made, we're seeing, you know, blue... If you would have told people when this came out, listen, we're going to go through a couple different formats... And we're gonna to get to this great thing called Blu-ray, and there's gonna be a special edition Blu-ray with revised alternative artwork, and there's gonna be a fan, a big fan base for this film, and we're gonna get it packed with a bunch of special features. People would have said probably at the time, "Why that movie is fucking doesn't have Michael Myers in it? It sucks." So I think right there, it's it's showing that it has a fandom where we're getting these nice, uh, you know, Scream Factory releases of it. It got reissued as a steel book again. Ah, there's art prints. There's, you know, I mean, now there's a legacy week. There's three episodes on the Heart Guy Media podcast. I mean, not that we're fucking, we're not a Joe Rogan podcast of horror movies or anything like that. We're not sponsored by anyone. We don't have a fucking Patreon. We don't fucking charge people. We talk about this and we do it because we love talking to each other about horror films and... We'll let some other people that are, are friends of ours, and we'll make some friends listen to this and and have fun listening to us talk about something like Halloween Three that I think deserves to be talked about and deserves to be praised and deser- deserves to be respected and given a chance so it can it can shine through and and watch let other people discover these hidden gems that are written off as not as good as it, its brothers and sisters of the same franchise and of the horror uh, you know legacy of the 80s in and of itself this this film probably would uh, will land if I was gonna give someone 1015 movies to check out from the 80s I would probably throw this one in there just because they can see you know a, a different film with a name that already has some recognition on it within the title of being called Halloween 3. Just to see, like, okay, hey, so this film—it's called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch—didn't have Michael Myers in it, but I'm putting it in this ten or fifteen movies because I think it has merit and it means something to the genre. And I think as time goes on, that 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 sediment is is becoming more and more clear. The 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 fog, uh, if you will, is is clearing, and it's uh, it's becoming a uh, A brighter and more easy to see film easy to view from the lenses of or you know the lens of uh putting it in its own category and not holding it to the standard of the other halloween films in particular the first two which are are pretty revered so i think it's a great job by john carpenter i think it was a great job by tommy lee wallace i think it was a great job uh, you know, Tom Atkins playing Dr. Chalice as the main character. And I, I, I think there was a lot of, as much as people may uh, write it off or, or not be into it and, and just not give it its due, I think there's a lot of love for this film that, that's growing yearly. And it's it's awesome to see. And I think its legacy is, uh, is proving that as we speak. And as years go on, its, it's legacy is still building. It, it hasn't reached its apex yet, even.
2: Beautifully stated. Well well said.
1: And uh, with that, we can only ask you to check this film out if you have not. Because it's a a fun film, it's a good film, it's a well-made film, and it's a wild film. And as Tommy Lee Wallace would say, it's magic, man.
0: I'd just like to give a warning, though, if you haven't seen it. Um, The title is a little misleading. It's not very witchy, but it's very
1: Halloween-y.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So with that said, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HeartGuide Media. You can find us on your uh, platform, uh, you know, podcast service of choice, be it uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, our host sites, Anchor. So you can hear us on all those things. We have a link in our Instagram and in our uh twitter and if you click on that link it'll bring you to our homepage, and then you can link up to whatever platform you choose as far as how you listen to your podcast and you can check us out there please donate to our patreon and uh yeah so this episode will be dropping on the wednesday before halloween so we can only say to you have a safe and happy halloween and uh always check your candy. Don't blow out your jack o' lanterns and and whatever uh, else uh, you need to adhere to for Halloween night. Enjoy it, as it will be a uh, full moon the second in uh, October, and uh, we get daylight savings time, so we get an hour more of uh, Halloween night going into November first. So enjoy that. Enjoy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy
2: Halloween. Happy Halloween.